Welcome to This Will Change Your Life, the podcast hosted by Chuck Chapman, designed to help you overcome challenges and achieve personal growth. As a professional psychotherapist, life coach, and fellow traveler, Chuck shares life hacks and strategies that will not only help you get unstuck, but help you transform into the best version of yourself. Join Chuck on this journey towards positive change and self-discovery, because this will change your life. One of the things that I've struggled with for the majority of my life is anxiety. I've been on medications. I've tried therapy, psychotherapy, hypnotherapy. I've taken classes. I've read books. I can think of to try to learn how to manage my anxiety. Now, I used to suffer from panic attacks, and oftentimes my anxiety was just debilitating. In fact, there were days that I would leave work early simply because I was so panic-stricken that I was afraid I was going to break down in front of everyone. Some of the skills that I learned were really helpful. I have found along the way some things that are useful to help you deal with anxiety. Now, the good news is I haven't had a panic attack in, I don't know, five years or more. And my anxiety level is what I would call fairly normal. And that's not to say that I don't have any anxiety, but it is to say that for most things, I'm able to handle them. One of the most important things that I learned was that I'm not a failure or I'm having some sort of moral failing because I have anxiety. The anxiety isn't me. (laughs) What's causing the anxiety is my brain, specifically the part of the brain that's called the limbic system. And when I started to learn to understand what the limbic system was and how it worked, I was able to begin to rewire my nervous system. So I want to share with you some information about the amygdala, what it does, because I think what it'll do is help you understand what's going on underneath the hood. And it was very helpful for me just to understand this part of my brain and how it operated. And it was key in me really being able to rewire that nervous system I also want to talk about some skills that I think will be helpful for you. I'm going to borrow some of these skills and ideas from Mel Robbins. And if you're unfamiliar with Mel Robbins, I'll introduce you to her a little bit later in this video. I'm also going to put some links on overcoming anxiety videos and some books and things like that have been helpful in the description. But before we go any further, I think this is a great time for me to remind you to subscribe to this channel. It only takes a second, and I sincerely appreciate everybody who takes the time to just click that button. So do it right now while you're thinking about it. Now let's dive into overcoming anxiety. Unfortunately, fear is a fundamental aspect of being a human. It's really deeply woven into the fabric of our existence. And it stems from our primal instincts, and it serves as a protective mechanism so that we are alerted to potential dangers so that we can properly take actions. And the amygdala is essentially a fear switch that gets triggered in our brains, which causes us to go into that fight or flight panic mode. Now, the amygdala is a small almond-shaped thing. Its responsibility is to process fear and emotions. And it has one job. And that job is to keep you alive. Now, the amygdala is part of that limbic system that I was talking about. And the limbic system is responsible for processing emotions, memories, and giving you motivation. When the amygdala perceives any kind of threat or danger, it triggers this sort of rapid automatic response system. And we call that the amygdala hijack. Now, it's responsible and designed to activate the body so that when we are facing a threat, then we'll either run from it or fight it. I like to think of the amygdala as a thermostat. If you think about a thermostat, 
let's say it's at 65 degrees. Now, 65 is room temperature, and that's what most people's brains are set at. Now, let's say the temperature drops below 65. What happens? The thermostat kicks on the furnace. Now, some of us, myself included, have that thermostat set higher. Let's say it's on 75 degrees. So now the temperature only has to drop below 75 degrees and the furnace or the anxiety kicks in. Sometimes events that other people won't react to or respond to because their thermostat set on lower will react to because our thermostat is set on higher. When we do have a thermostat that's set on a higher fight or flight trigger, that's often because we've experienced some kind of trauma, either physical or emotional trauma or even spiritual trauma as a child. And what that's done is it's, as our brain has been developing, is it takes that amygdala and it moves that thermostat on a higher rating. And this is why we suffer from anxiety maybe more than other people do. When we're practicing these tools and techniques, what we're actually doing is we're resetting that thermostat to a lower level. So how do you do that? I think the first thing you have to do is understand how to program the thermostat and understand what's going on in that thermostat. When the amygdala perceives a threat, what it's going to do is going to release this cascade of chemicals and neurological chain of events that communicates to other regions of the brain, such as the hypothalamus and the brainstem. Now, what this is going to do is going to release stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline into the bloodstream. These hormones increase our blood pressure, our blood flow, and enhances our physical self to anything that we might perceive as a threat. What it will do is it will remember specific events where we're feeling threat. And this is why certain situations where a smell or a song or something can trigger an emotional memory. And what happens when those memories are fearful memories that can trigger us into impulsive behaviors or some sort of reaction that might be an overreaction. You might be just sitting there and all of a sudden something reminds that primal part of your brain about a familiar feeling or a familiar sense. So what's going to happen is the amygdala senses that remembers it and it triggers the response in your brain similar to what you responded in the past in order to keep you alive. So if you've ever experienced a panic attack or you've experienced some overreaction to something, chances are your body experienced something that was similar to something that happened in the past and it triggered that overflow and that flood of adrenaline and cortisol. And because the amygdala has one job and that's to keep you alive, it will override that prefrontal cortex, that part of our brain that's responsible for emotional regulation, impulse control, and executive functioning. This is also why when we're in high stress situations or things are fearful for us that we'll struggle to think of things clearly or think of logical solutions because that prefrontal cortex has been shut off. And it's why we say stupid things when we're in arguments, which I just did a video on that last week. And if you want to watch that, you can go ahead and click up here. For me, when I learned about the amygdala and how it processes fear, and what is going on, it really helped me gain some insights onto my own emotional reactions and helped me develop some strategies so that I could respond to these impulses, these fears that sort of, where you just get this sense of triggeredness. Through practices such as mindfulness and deep breathing and cognitive reframing, I've learned to 
balance this amygdala. And it's really allowed me to have greater emotional resilience and to be able to handle situations that come up without fear and without that freeze thing that happens. One of the things I've found most useful for rewiring that nervous system and overcoming impulse control of the amygdala is practicing the virtue of courage. When we practice courage, it empowers us to confront our fears. And even though that the amygdala is wired to instinctively react to threats, we still can override those impulses and that response by conscious thought and willful choices. This is why the development of your courage is an important piece to understand. So what I do is when I'm faced with something that I'm afraid of, or I have some anxiety around something along those lines, I remind myself that by working through this, I am developing my courage muscle. It's a lot like exercising a muscle in your body. The more you do it, the stronger and the better you become at it. One of my favorite quotes is, courage isn't the absence of fear. Courage is the ability to move through fear. And when I'm practicing courage, I feel the fear and I do the thing anyway. And every time I do that, that strengthens that courage muscle. By doing this, I'm overriding the impulse of the amygdala. I'm doing the thing that scares me. And the more I do that, the amygdala starts to see things as not as threatening and it resets that thermostat to the lower level. Now, I want to introduce you to another tool that I found extremely helpful, and that's called an anchor thought. Now, an anchor thought is something that was developed by Mel Robbins. I talked about her a little bit earlier in the video. Mel is a professional motivational speaker, author, life coach, and she's made a significant impact in the field of personal development. Her unique insight and the way that she coaches there, it's, it's a very relatable and powerful way to make significant changes in your life and make fear our ally so that we can make actions and take actions that we would normally sort of shy away from. Now, Mel emphasizes the power of reframing our thoughts and intentionally choosing other thoughts and these anchor thoughts because the anchor thoughts help us with, because the anchor thoughts will help us reframe our thought, reframe the impulse that's going on and choose a different response. When we have an empowering thought, we can essentially shift our mind from fear into motivation. The idea of an anchor thought is that the next time you're feeling anxious, especially like, let's say you want to have a conversation in your relationship, you would remind yourself of an anchor thought. An anchor thought would be like, this is an opportunity for growth and understanding, or my partner and I have enough love that we can walk through this and be stronger as a result, or I trust that our love will help us find resolution. These anchor thoughts are empowering. They're a little bit like a mantra. It's just a small one or two sentence thing that you say to yourself that you pull up and it will help you when you have that feeling of fear to reframe whatever it is. So instead of running, you actually move towards the thing that scares you and you feel the fear and you do it anyway. By remembering one of these mantras, it will really encourage you to, again, it's, I'm practicing courage. It's an opportunity to grow and change and have an impact in our lives to change and grow significantly. It's an opportunity to move into the discomfort and come out on the other side. And these are the kind of anchor thoughts that you want to be able to, these are the kind of, so you want to memorize some of these anchor thoughts so that when you're in a situation that's bringing you anxiety, you can just pull it up. When you're feeling 
anxiety, you want to be able to pull up one of these anchor thoughts as a way to reframe what's going on quickly in that situation. Now, part of the problem with fear is we hesitate. When we hesitate, we tend to procrastinate. And when we procrastinate, the thing that we're procrastinating on just gets bigger and bigger and gets more fearful and, and, and bigger. So if you've ever procrastinated on doing something, you know what I'm talking about. One of the tricks that Mel taught me in order to overcome procrastination and to face my fears is called the five second rule. It's a really simple, but it's an effective strategy that will interrupt the hesitation and it encourages us to react and, and take action. What you do is you count down from five to one, five, four, three, two, one, and you do this just before you're about to take action. And what this does is it actually, what this does is it actually interrupts that amygdala and engages the prefrontal cortex and gives you an opportunity, a moment to react and respond. And when you practice it enough, it starts to become second nature. Now, of course you can, you know, say five, four, three, two, one, and then choose not to take an action. But when you do this, all you're doing is you are enforcing the fact that you're having anxiety. If you will lean into this exercise and actually do the thing, so five, four, three, two, one, jump. Yeah. Let's say you're standing on a diving board, right? And you're about to dive off of it. You say to yourself, five, four, three, two, one, and then you jump. As you do that over and over again, it starts to rewire that nervous system. And so things don't become as frightening to you and you have a tool and you have a way to overcome the fear and you have this way to overcome the fear and the anxiety that can come up inside of you. Now, when you take these two tools and you put them together, you have the, you have the anchor thought, right? And, and you, so when you have these tools, so when you have these tools and you put them together and you have the anchor thought and you have the five, four, three, two, one, the five second rule, and you put those together, it becomes extremely powerful in overcoming your anxieties. Let's say, for example, you want to have a conversation with your partner, but the anxiety level starts rising up inside of you. So you latch onto the anchor thought, okay, I know that this conversation is going to help us grow and love each other more. And then you add the five, four, three, two, one, and then you jump, you do the thing that scares you. So I want to have a conversation. I say to myself, I know this conversation is a little bit frightening, but if we do it, we're going to grow in courage and we're going to grow as a couple. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, honey, I want to talk to you about something. And as soon as you open your mouth and you start the sentence that you've jumped off the, the diving board and there's no going back, right? You just have to keep going with that. And the more you do that, the more you practice that. Even when you're in the conversation, say you've started the conversation and you start to feel that fear again, right? You can do the same thing. Remind yourself of the anchor thought, five, four, three, two, one, and re-engage. Once again, these tools that I've been talking about, they've been very helpful for me in rewiring my nervous system and taking that amygdala thermostat and resetting it to temperature level that it is that I'm not always reacting and responding to. So if you remember what the amygdala's job is, it's just trying to keep you alive. Tell yourself that I'm practicing courage. Have an anchor thought that relates to the practice of courage. Do the five, four, three, two, one, and then go. And the more you practice this, it will actually reset the amygdala, the thermostat, and you'll be able to start overcoming anxiety more and more in your life. Now, it does take courage. It does take the ability to just move through it and move forward. But again, it's like a muscle. The more you practice, the better you become at it. 
What I found is that debilitating anxiety that I used to feel, those pan attacks that used to overcome me, they have really gone away. And in most situations, I'm able to handle things with a pretty level head. I hope you've found these tools enjoyable. I hope you've learned something today. And if you have, remember again, like, subscribe so that you can keep up to date on the things that we're talking about on this channel. And I just, again, want to say my appreciation to you for joining me today on This Will Change Your Life. This will change your life. Thanks for listening. Learn more about Chuck and how he can help you get unstuck at chuckchapman.com. And if you just found us, subscribe to this podcast so you never miss a life-changing episode. Want to help others just like you? Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Share it with a friend or on social media. And remember, the information contained in these posts, podcasts, and social medias for general information and educational purposes only. The information on this feed is not, nor is it intended to be, therapy or psychological advice. Nothing posted should be considered as professional advice. We'll see you back here for the next episode, because this will change your life.